Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Postal Service is gearing up for another holiday crush and says this year it's ready. Last year's holiday season was far from the most wonderful time of the year for the U.S. Postal Service. We weren't prepared for that. This year, we know what to expect. Stephen Darty, spokesman for the USPS, says they're hiring 40,000 workers and have extra mail facilities and sorting machines now. There is no time for us like Christmas, the holidays. It's, it's our season. Uh, we've, we've done it now for 245 years. We're ready for this year. UPS and FedEx also say they're hiring workers. Overall, nearly 3.4 billion parcels are expected to crisscross the country this holiday season, according to Ship Matrix. I'm Julie Walker. Meanwhile, the world is scurrying to contain the new COVID variant that was announced yesterday. New restrictions are being slapped on travel from countries mostly in southern Africa. This is SRN News. Larry Elder believes we aren't done with litigation. Joe Biden put out a, a post, and it said something to the effect of, when is Donald Trump going to condemn white supremacy? With a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse right next to it. If that isn't implying that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, I don't know what is. FBI investigated him, could not find anything on his social media that suggested he was a white supremacist, belonged to the Klan, anything. So hell yeah, he can sue. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. Mostly sunny and a high of 39, then tomorrow sunny and a high of 35. The Patriot is looking better than ever thanks to roof-to-deck decoration. Our offices and studios are adorned with red, white, and blue lights to show our pride in country and festive holiday cheer. Our red, white, and blue Christmas decorations are powered by roof-to-deck decoration. It's AM 1280, The Patriot. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My game, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network since 2004, dominating Twin Cities weekend media, which, let's be honest, means dominating all Twin Cities media. Sure, why not? Just ask around. And uh, granted, we just had Thanksgiving week here. That's uh, traditionally the beginning of the Christmas shopping season. If you got kids in your family, as I do, granddaughter, couple of step grandkids, a uh, couple of kids in their twenties, maybe beyond this subject. Again, maybe not. One uh, of the used to be when I was growing up, one of the can't miss gifts you could always get for the kids is a book, a book they'll, that they'll enjoy, a book that'll expand their little brains just a little bit and, and make them a little little smarter, a little happier, a little more curious in, in the world here today. And 
our next guest to discuss that very topic and the problems you may be having with that as a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a concerned adults looking for literature for children these days. Uh, Bethany Mandel joins us. Uh, Bethany, uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Uh, <laughs> welcome for the, this Thanksgiving weekend. How are you doing tonight, today? Thank, thank you so much. I'm doing really well. I'm, um, I have a baby on my lap, so excuse any sort of squeaks you might hear. <laughs> it's the, the highlight of the day for me. I miss that so terribly. You're a uh, contributing writer for Deseret News, and you're an editor of uh, Heroes of Liberty. We'll come back to that in just a moment here. But when it comes to buying books, as I said, it used to be just a real no-brainer, a, a, a can't-miss uh, buying books for kids. I mean, if all else failed... A book was always uh, a, a can't lose. It always was for me when I was a kid. And I mm-hmm. went in to the local Barnes and Noble, picked up a kid's book, and uh, I read about a half a page. And I flipped it over back to the cover and, and thought, Titania McGrath must have delivered the most fiendish parody, or maybe the Babylon Bee. I don't know. Yeah. But, but no, it was straight up. It was legit. It was woke as can be. And this yeah. is a plague, Bethany Mandel. Yeah, no, it really is. So I, I'm a, I write a, a lot about sort of the intersection between parenting and politics. And so I'm sort of the person that when someone sees an outrageous child children's book, they send it to me. Um, so in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've had a lot of people sending them to me because they sort of renounced this project with Heroes of Liberty, trying to sort of fight back against this. Um, but some of the books that people have sent me, two people within the span of two days sent me a book um, about uh, about moms that are strippers called um, uh, How Mama's Love, I think it's called. Um, and it's about mothers that are strippers. Uh, um, wow. Another, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, moms dance in high shoes, but they love their moms just the same. I think it's called How Mamas Love Their Babies. I think that's what it's called. It's heart- heartwarming. Norman Rockwell's it's, sort of thing. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Actually... Yeah, it, I actually the the art does kind of look like Norman Rockwell now that you say that. And uh, um seriously. And the the author uh posted a tweet recently about how she really likes the color of her bathroom because it reminds her of how much coke she did when she was painting it. Um <laughs> this this is this is what passes for a, a children's book author now. Um and it's it's you know these people are not sort of the the Sandra Burtons or the um, P.D. P.D. Eastman's or the Dr. Seuss's of like our childhood, like these are people who are um, like deranged in the head, yeah. and these are the people that are writing children's books now. Um, a lot of a lot of writers and agents and people sort of who work in the publishing world have contacted me as well because I've been talking a lot about sort of wokeness in, in children's literature in the last couple of weeks. And universally, everyone says to me that the only books that anyone is interested in commissioning and buying and, and illustrating and putting to print are books that have sort of a gender bend. So some of the books that I have had people send to me are um, – Swish, 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 go the drag queen's hips to the tune of uh, The Wheels on the Bus. Um, My Maddie. Yeah, yeah. It's very cheerful. Um, My Maddie, a book about a transgender parent. Um, I I think the, the, the other one's called I, I'm Not a Girl, and it's about a girl who feels like a boy. Um, and these are all built children's books. Like, I'm talking kindergarten, first, second grade 
level books and the swish 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 book where the drag queen hits that book was writ was read to my friend's kindergarten kindergartner's class in houston Texas. um like these books are uh these books are out there and the, the sort of sinister thing on top of all of this is i i've always wondered who, who's the audience for this like why why are why are these books being printed and written and what what is why are everyone clamoring for these if they don't make money and the answer is they do make money and it's because librarians are you know as woke as the children's book publishers they have bulk purchasing power oh bless you um, they have bulk purchasing power, and that's what they do. They pur- purchase the drag queen books in bulk, and they, they put them in school libraries and public libraries, and this is how they're able to sort of put their thumb on children's publishing. So, and, and this is not just in the world of children's books. I mean, publishing across the board has been taken over by, by the woke crowd. I mean, science fiction in particular. Not that I'm a big reader, but many of my friends and many of my blog readers are. And they, they complain that, yeah, the science fiction industry has been taken over by, mm-hmm. uh, by that entire subgenre and, and really taken over to, to the exclusion of an awful lot of, uh, awful lot of uh, meritorious work that doesn't uh, work that side of the tracks. Now, the question I have for you, since I don't follow the genre, of children's books quite like I used to back when I had kids your age uh, was your kids' age was is is this the the, the new uh, I mean is, is this just the wave of books coming out now or is the industry trying to rewrite the canon of children's literature are they getting rid of we know that Dr. Seuss has been under attack I have to assume Shel Silverstein uh, is up next are they trying to rewrite children's book history along with the present so yes and no so they're not I mean, with the very notable exception of Dr. Seuss, they're not trying to take things off the market. But um, so I homeschool. I have five children. My oldest is eight years old. And the homeschool philosophy that we sort of follow is called Charlotte Mason. Uh, She was a 19th century English educator. And and, um, lots of folks who homeschool sort of follow her methodology and philosophy and whatever. And um, and. The, the book lists that you get for people who follow the Charles Mason sort of philosophy are all very old books. And so one of my favorite things to do is to go to library sales because at a library sale, they, um, they sell off all the books that are just, they've decided to phase out. And, um, and so this is where I, I buy most of the books for our curriculum for pennies on the dollar. But the problem is they're not replacing these classic wonderful books like Wind in the Willows, they're not replacing their copy of Wind in the Willows with a new copy of Wind in the Willows. They're replacing it with Swish, 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 Go the Drag Queen Tips. So in libraries and also honestly in bookstores as well, uh, the shelf space is being sort of replaced. The classics and the good literature being replaced with this junk. You can still get the good stuff on Amazon, but that's if you know what to look for. And a lot of the time, you kind of just go, you know, into a bookstore, into a library, look for your next read, and that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, and of course, it used to be, like when I was in school, I suspect when you were in school as well, uh, Bethany Mandel, that, that you would at least read literature that would start you off on the path where, where you, you read the things that were considered great, or at least have some frame of reference as to what was considered good stuff to read, uh, stuff that would build character, stuff that, that uh, transferred yeah. some cultural values. Uh, and I want to talk about this in the next segment a bit, Bethany Mandel. 
is is where is is we, we know where the financial urge comes from from libraries from big institutional buyers likely from from some parents although I can't imagine the market is is all that terribly big but do we do we know why uh, this is being pushed I mean this can this does not seem like something that can just organically have happened in the market. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I think that there are a couple parents that that might want this. I think there's a lot of gift buyers who are doing this as well, sort of the childless aunts and uncles who have their own sort of gender ideologies that they're buying these books for their unsuspecting nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think that um, I think that the powers that be have decided, sort of the way to be moral and the way to be righteous. And so they're sort of shutting that down our throats. And that's, that's an extension of what they've done with so many different things with, um, with race things, with the climate change, um, gay marriage, the, the sort of the elites have decided what is, you know, what is the next step that we're going to take as a society. And then they, they push everyone else um, into following lockstep and, um, and doing so extraordinarily rapidly. Um, and so this is just sort of an extension of that um, that sort of way that they operate. So do you get this? I mean, understood that this is being pushed down from above by, by big academia, by, by the group I like to call Big Left. Do you there, there's there has people on the cultural right and really the cultural center are starting to push back. We're seeing some things in in the in the in the school system, uh, school board meetings. We, we've heard uh, have been have been getting a little sportier lately. Is, are you seeing some sign of pushback in the market against this sort of well, for lack of a better term, literature? So I mean, that's just sort of where Heroes of Liberty comes in. We we think that there is another market. We think that, I mean, we've already sold thousands of books, so I think that we're right. <laughs> we only <laughs> launched like a week and a half ago. Um, but, I mean, that's sort of where Heroes of Liberty comes in. We, we think that there is another market uh, that is untapped, and it's people who want to teach their children uh, about these heroes of our past and of our present. Um, so, you know, of the past, the, the books that we have out now, um, Ronald Reagan has already been released. And coming up, we're going to do Mark Twain and John Wayne and Margaret Thatcher and um, Winston Churchill. Excellent. And sort of the, I don't, the, yeah, the, the folks of the present, um, we have uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Thomas Sowell, and um, of the sort of recent past, Rush Limbaugh. Um, so, I mean, this is sort of, we're, we're sort of trying to position ourselves as a moderate slash conservative scholastic, because scholastic has just gone completely off the rails. Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote a piece for the Federalist um, probably about five years ago now about a book that I happened to pick up when I was at Storytime Hour with my kids at Barnes and Noble, and it was about North Korea, and it, it could have been written by the North Korean government by the regime. Like it was so whitewashed and so disturbing. People don't seem to realize like how bad Scholastic has gotten so quickly. 
Yeah, I remember um, when my stepson was in school, and we're going back a couple decades, remembering how bad they were back then, and then seeing it with my granddaughter's uh, selection, it was much, much worse. Uh, Bethany Mandel uh, from Deseret News, also editor of Heroes of Liberty. Uh, let's, we have to take a break here, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about, a little more about Heroes of Liberty and how parents in and out of the homeschool system and even the public school system uh, can respond. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back on this Thanksgiving weekend. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a parent, you are always looking ahead, preparing, researching, even worrying about your kids. I was no different. Raging battles against flu, colds, and general sickness until I discovered a real weapon in elderberry syrup. Hey, I'm Lindsay, owner and founder of Elderberry Queen. Up until 2014, my kids were always sick. I was intrigued by elderberry syrup. Having heard about it but not knowing what it was, I did research and decided it couldn't hurt to give it a try. The only problem was the expense. I couldn't afford it, not for my large family. This inspired me to make it myself. Using all natural, organic ingredients, I created my recipe. The immediate changes I saw in my kids' health shocked me. I want all of the Patriot listener families to experience the benefits of taking elderberry syrup by giving you 20% off your first order. Visit elderberryqueen.net and use code PATRIOT for 20% off. That's elderberryqueen.net. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. I can't breathe. This is David Horowitz. Those three words have rocked the nation. The violence that followed George Floyd's death has opened new cultural fault lines in America. David Horowitz's new book is entitled I Can't Breathe, How a Racial Hoax is Killing America. This book tells the truth about so-called police racism and the lies being told by the Black Lives Matter movement. Get the new book, I Can't Breathe, by best-selling author David Horowitz. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Dinesh D'Souza can teach you a thing or two. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. Where have we heard that before? Well, the first time I really heard it was during the hostage crisis. Remember? Uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, in which this superpower, America, is just being humiliated day after day after day. Well, those days are here again. The Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
Welcome back, Twin Cities and World Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget the big events, uh, the Culture Warrior of the Year voting going on right now at am1280thepatriot.com. We have a number of contenders for the honor of Culture Warrior of the Year. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, Molly Hemingway, uh, Carl Jackson, who just spent a couple glorious months filling in for the elder, uh, Larry Elder, the Sage of South Central, Mike Lindell, of course, Jason Whitlock, and uh, incoming Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. I will point out for all of you who've uh, wondered why we on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, myself, Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak, we're not on the list. We're Salem employees. We're not eligible. Uh, someday, someone else will hold a contest and, dem- and, and divine justice will prevail. But for right now, we're happy to support the contest we have. Go to am12athepager.com. You can vote for your culture war- warrior of the year once per day. Or from now to the end of the contest, and you can even earn your chances to get some extra votes in case you really want to do an election St. Paul style. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, Mitchburg, my blog, shotinthedark.info. We're talking with Bethany Mandel. Social media powerhouse. Honestly, I, th- I think I, I've seen you. I've uh, been reading you on social media as long as I've been on social media, uh, Bethany. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you're a columnist uh, for uh, for Deseret News, and uh, you're the editor of. Uh, sorry, my writing is terrible here. Heroes of Liberty. <laughs> got it that time. <laughs> uh, me, me stuck without a typewriter here in the basement. At any rate, uh, Bethany Mandel, this. I'm interested in Heroes of Liberty because it's it's been interesting seeing all these smaller grassrootsy sorts of uh, sources of information on cultural values springing up in these widely diverse areas. I mean, seeing Greg Gutfeld uh, topping the late night TV lineups uh, in this in this wasteland of post Trump mediocrity on late night TV. Seeing uh, De- Prager, you, our, our good friend and station mate Dennis uh, Prager. Uh, dominating so much of the online information world with Prager University. And the time seems to be right. And the market and the the thirst for the other point of view seems to be out there. Uh, With that in mind, tell us a little bit about Heroes of Liberty, Bethany Mandel. Yeah, so it's it's a really exciting new literary startup. We're we're kind of hoping and envisioning will become a conservative sort of imprint that is comparable to Scholastic. And basically, we sort of see this hole in the market that, like, you know, the children's book market is so woke and honestly such garbage because all they are really focusing on is um, doing these uh, doing these gender ideology indoctrination sessions instead of just telling good stories and hiring good illustrators. And so we decided, you know, we're going to run for now. I mean, there's hopes of, you know, expanding past this, but for now we're going to run one biography a month. And, and we're, we opened, we came out of the gate with three. And um, just sort of profiling incredible people in American history and in the the present American moment. Not necessarily just American, honestly, but sort of the liberty-loving history. We have a couple Brits in there, too. Um, But we we want to give our kids sort of an introduction to these people that they should know and that they should admire and they will never read about in traditional children's literature. Um, So we, we talked about in the last segment. Um, the books that are out now are Thomas Sowell, uh, Ronald Reagan, and Amy Coney Barrett. Yep. Oh, you're coughing. And um, <laughs> and um, and the books that are coming out are John Wayne, Mark Twain, Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Alexander Hamilton, Rush Limbaugh, um, 
this is the ones that are popping off my head right now, but uh, these are all the sort of the figures that our kids are that should they should know and they should admire and they they each bring something uh, to the table that the a message that kids aren't hearing. Um, so, for example, uh, I think two of my favorite three of my favorite books along these lines. Um, one of them uh, is John Wayne, and our sort of theme that we really wanted to hit home to kids was about the importance uh, and the the beauty and the um, sort of the, the greatness that is masculinity. Yes. And hallelujah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. And young boys are told, you know, their masculinity is toxic and that, that is a really damaging message for young boys. Oh yeah. And so we, we, we wanted to counter that. Um, that is, that is such music to my ears because I, even when I was in high school back in the 19th, the, uh, I mean, they knew back then that you didn't tell, for example, a gay student not to be gay. You don't, you don't change, you don't try and change their personality or what they are. And yet with boys, masculinity is actively undercut, derided, mocked, taunted, pushed underground. And it's, it's devastating a whole generation of boys. Yes, it absolutely is. And conversely, for girls, um, you know, the Amy Coney Barrett book, a lot, a lot of conservatives especially are not fans of the choice. And I will, you know, go stand by it to the grave because the message of the Amy Coney Barrett book is about, um, is about the importance not only of achieving professionally, but doing so while being a mother and while being a mother of a big family and that you can do it all and that motherhood is a worthy task that, um, that, you should aspire to as well. Um, and so just sort of reflecting on that, while I was reading it with my eight-year-old daughter who has tons of biographical books about female scientists, uh, female astronauts, like you name it. Like there is no end to the market of female professional high achievers. Yeah. I've never read in any of those books about how the woman was a mother except for in passing. Yeah. Um, and they're never mothers of big families, that's for sure. And, you know, I we have a big family. I have five kids, and I'm always looking for books that sort of look and reflect like our, our family and our, our lives. And I can't find them that are written after, like, 1970, 1980. Um, there's, it, it is there's, almost impossible. There's Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No, there, I mean, there's nothing out there. Yeah, it, it's not. And, and for boys, and for boys, it's a particular subject for me because I went through this when my, my son was at the scholastic book reading age and just try to find something that set up useful role models for masculinity. The two mm-hmm. that I were brilliant for me, my father made me read the story of Ernest Shackleton. Perhaps you've heard of it. He was the guy who yeah. wrote his entire crew back from, uh, from, from the Antarctic. Oh, Antarctica. Yes. yes. In 1916, yes. before radios. And I thought, boy, if they could, this is, I was eight, nine years old uh, when I read this. And it was just like, if they could do that, I can pull through having kids tease me. And it was such a brilliant role <laughs> model uh, just such a great great lesson for people of any age it's so direly needed this these days boy there's an idea for for heroes for liberty by the way right right there i just uh, not, yeah ernest shackleton yes yes yeah, so we're actually reading about him we so i, I mentioned in previous segment we homeschool and we're studying antarctica um in, in like two weeks and i just ordered a whole bunch of books about him from the library oh, right. sitting at the library waiting for me <laughs> perfect one of the pivotal stories of my life i couldn't be happier that to hear that uh, other people People are getting a lot of value out of that. At any rate, I, I would imagine, like any other, uh, let's just say, uh, culturally centered to the right, uh, r- riposte to today's reality, 
you've got to be taking flack. I mean, are you getting any pushback from, let's just say, the majority uh, out there, or I should say the, the vocal minority, more likely than this, Bethany Mandel? So the the one that I'm getting the most flack for is the Rush Limbaugh book. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he, he was the devil, obviously. Everyone everyone knows this. This is, you know, common knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of, like, all the wonderful messages that kids are not hearing these days, the message that I really took from the from the Rush Limbaugh book um, that we, we really wanted to sort of drive home to kids, um, I've been talking to a lot of um, child mental health professionals um, for another project that I'm working on outside of Heroes of Liberty. And, um, and I've sort of, my, my question to them is, you know, what's wrong with kids these days? Yes. Give me your sort of elevator pitch. And every single mental health professional, social worker, psychologist, psychiatrist, you name it, they all tell me their biggest challenge is, especially teenagers, um, is being afraid to speak their mind and being afraid to offend someone. And oh, so yeah. they're bottling everything up and they're getting really anxious and they're getting really depressed because they're, they're feeling like, Am I the one that thinks this way? And it's because no one is talking about how they're thinking. So they, everyone feels alone. Everyone feels, um, everyone feels really just uh, wound up, very tight. It's like the whole and culture they, they live in is bullying them these days. I mean, it's like the, all, all yeah. of all of school and and the dominant culture in that environment is the bully these days in a way that uh, yep. Eddie Haskell used to be. Uh, Bethany Mandel, uh, we're, we're down to about a minute and a half to go here. Uh, if parents are hearing what you're talking about, Heroes of Liberty at heroesofliberty.com, how can people find out more and perhaps uh, get it on, on, on the books as they come out? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the first three books out. You can buy them. They're on sale Black Friday weekend um, at heroesofliberty.com. And then sort of moving forward, we're going to be releasing one a month. So get on our mailing list and, you know, you can subscribe in the future. Um, We'll definitely have that capability up in the next few weeks. Um, But for now, go to heroesofliberty.com and get the first three and get on our mailing list and um, support this project because this is how we're going to take back children's literature. I also notice you have figurines for sale, and I can see that Ronald Reagan figurine yeah. uh, making it way to my office desk here, along with the bag of jelly beans for Ronald Reagan's birthday, February 5th, which we always observed in my house. Bethany Mandel, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us here today. Uh, you're, you're writing for Deseret News, editor of Heart, uh, Heroes of Liberty at heroesofliberty.com. Thanks for joining us on this Thanksgiving week, and God bless, and uh, best of luck with this project, which is much needed. Thank you. Thank you very much. there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery is dead. Full-service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right, a powerful new battery installed free. Now, that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Have yourself 
A merry little Christmas. Hear the soundtrack of the season at thefishtwincities.com. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Christmas classics and contemporary favorites brought to you all season long by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Will Mao telephone and ringing and it told me tired but chairman Mao Welcome back, Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch Berg, here till the top of the hour. Uh, Jack Tomzak coming up after 3 o'clock, 3 to 5, the new guy. Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow at his usual time, 1 to 3, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, as we uh, work our way through the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. You know what that means? Christmas coming up next. If the left doesn't destroy it. Uh, Dennis Prager uh, pointed out that uh, has, a, has a great line. It's so very, very true. The left destroys everything it touches. And you can't name a thing that the left has touched that they haven't messed up. It's, it's what they do. It is how they react. To, that, that's how the world reacts to their attention. So it's absolutely true. And the list, well, I mean, just talking with Beth, uh, Bethany Mandel just now. I mean, it's all right there. I mean, they've destroyed, or they're working, they're darn doing their darndest to destroy children's literature, children's books, for the love of God. I mean, books about strippers, books about transgenders, and for six-year-olds, I've, all intended to log roll children into being something that they aren't necessarily, aren't naturally. 
I mean, so many things that they just naturally are not. And it's anyway, it was it was a great interview, by the way. I had a great time talking with Bethany Mandel there. But children's literature is one of the things that they've destroyed. Science fiction, another one. History, sociology, I mean, history they have mangled almost beyond recognition outside of a few portions of the discipline. Academia in general. I mean, college used to be a place to go where you could actually learn to think critically as opposed to being programmed to think according to the way that that the powers that be wanted you to. It's become an indoctrination center. And I say that as someone who believes that a college education is worthwhile for some people. I mean, it's become quite the, the fad for conservatives to just to say, learn to be a plumber or learn to code. And God knows, I, I wish I was a decent plumber. I wish I knew how to fix plumbing. I couldn't have done it for a career. I'm glad I took the route I did. I happened to have been converted to conservatism by my English major advisor, which would never occur in nature today, <laughs> but uh, th- those are the facts here, folks. And and the left has destroyed academia outside of maybe hard sciences and engineering and medicine. Even those are under attack, I, especially my beloved English department. Yeah, my BA was in English. My major advisor was the one who convinced me I was actually a conservative. I started college as a Democrat and wound up voting for Ronald Reagan in 1984, and that should tell you something. But it goes beyond that. I mean, they've destroyed elections. they destroyed democracy in some ways, the idea of democracy. they destroyed the economy. they destroyed our foreign policy. they destroyed... Uh, they're they're on the way towards destroying Western civilization uh, via its most important institutions. The family, I mean, spending generations telling men, essentially, that they have no reason to exist as men, that, that masculinity is itself a cultural poison. And by the way, there's nothing you as men can do that women can't do better. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, and I don't mean in a funny way. I mean, not a ha-ha way, more of a funny you way, how... Advertisements, advertisements today, uh, in ads today, it is impossible to display a male of any race, but especially Caucasian males, kicking, as the kids say, butt. All the butt kickers in ads are women. And by the way, uh, very <laughs> it's it's not even close. I, I actually plan when the weather turns bad and I can justify watching TV. I, I do plan on on putting some numbers behind that assertion here. It is just amazing how men, especially father figures, have been relegated to being the doofuses in commercials. This is what we are telling boys who grow up to be the men that we expect to take their place in raising families, but increasingly are not. That was a great episode of the Ben Shapiro show last Thursday, I believe it was, about the way the left is destroying the family by destroying masculinity, which, let's make sure we're clear on this, is a vital part of society. One of two halves, the the yang to the yin, that is the female spirit, the female psyche, the female being, Men compliment that. And we have been spending the last 30 years telling boys that their part of that not only doesn't matter or that women do it better anyway, so why bother? So the left has destroyed all of those things and, and much, much, much more. And, and, it, and, and it goes beyond that. 
John Miltonbar this past week pointed out an article in, of all places, the New York Times uh, about how the New York Times has a video piece on how the left is destroying leftist cities. It showed in the 18 states that Democrats completely control. Uh, by the way, we're talking uh, Democrat governor and uh, veto-proof Democrat majorities in houses and, and legislatures, in houses and senates and legislatures, and Democrat governors. In other words, they are able to call all the shots, states ranging from Rhode Island and New Jersey to, to California and New York. And in those 18 states that Democrats control with veto-proof majorities so far, Housing is less affordable as a percentage of annual income, gross uh, average income in those states, that people are hungrier, and it is in fact the fault entirely of those Democrat policies since there is in effect no Republican opposition for them to, well, overcome at all. And the funny part about the story is it came from the New York Times. And, and in the world of news, news comes in three grades. Uh, man bites dog, that's news. Dog bites man, that is not news. Uh, the, the idea that, that, that someone in the New York Times would do a video uh, entitled Liberal Hypocrisy is Fueling American Inequality in Blue Cities by a New York Times employee in the New York Times... I mean, it's so obvious, even they can't miss it. So not only does the left destroy children's literature, science fiction literature, all literature, really, academia in general, the world of literature in the last 30 years has been just a vast wasteland. Uh, But elections, civic life, democracy itself, uh, the media, the institutions that democracy depends upon, as we're seeing in Washington, D.C. today and have for quite some time, but the cities and places that the left controls in and of themselves. Now, the New York Times piece naturally calls for more government uh, pushes from above to drive change uh, and force change upon uh, these blue cities, which is the wrong answer precisely. I mean, too much leftist uh, government is what caused the problems. The fact that they recognize that there is a problem, well, that's... That's something of a a man-bites-dog story right there. Another thing the left destroys is itself. It is just a tad hilarious sometimes watching the way the left eats itself when you give it a chance. story came out this past week of a, quote, feminist, end quote, organization called Time's Up, which was established with immense hullabaloo, what, four years ago, uh, during the height of the, quote, Me Too, end quote, movement, the hashtag Me Too movement, with the help of a, a raft of progressive plutocrats with deep pockets and their money. Uh, time's up. Uh, it came, came in with a, with a mandate to go show men what was right, to, to fight back against uh, sexual harassment in the workplace. Perfectly legitimate, by the way, goal. I've worked in places where sexual harassment was was more or less tolerated, although I find it interesting that back in the 1980s, when which was supposedly the dark ages, I, I had a boss who was just the, the, racked up seven sexual harassment suits in a matter of weeks 
uh, month, I should say, and got sued by the employees and got fired. I was reliably informed that, that women were completely helpless in the workplace. Who knew? Anyway, Time's Up was established with the help of plutocrats with deep pockets to rectify whatever wrongs needed to be rectified. Okay, fine. As we saw with Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer and and countless parade of almost invariably leftist celebrities and and power brokers, it was uh, something needed to be done. Well, the left has destroyed itself here yet again. The vast majority of Time's Up's remaining staffers were laid off this past Friday in what they described as a debacle that began with leaders revealing they gave uh, the news to the Washington Post first and ended with board member Ashley Judd, yes, that Ashley Judd, uh, breaking down in tears. The uh, embattled organization, uh, which has been limping since its CEO and entire board resigned over the summer, announced Friday that it would lay off the vast majority of the remaining staff. Uh, they're trying to paint it as a reboot. Now, Here's the part that you get into just oddly wrecking things. Turns out while Big Left doesn't care about morality, there are certain levels of hypocrisy that even the left can't stomach. Sometimes. And I quote, the attorney and women's advocate Roberta Kaplan, who left, led the organization, resigned on Monday as chair of the uh, prominent Me Too group Time's Up uh, over fallout from her work advising Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration when the first allegations of sexual harassment were made against him late last year. Kaplan cited her work counseling the administration last winter and her more recent legal work representing Melissa DeRosa, a top aide to Cuomo who resigned this past week, nearly a year after a report by the state attorney general concluded that the governor had sexually harassed 11 women. So, an anti-sexual harassment group goes to work to defend a sexual harassing governor who just, of course, happens to be a Democrat. What do you suppose the odds were? Hey, Thanksgiving just happened. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. 
I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Jets Shoes. Jets takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Jets Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at JetsShoes.com. Remember, Jets Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Jets. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World, Mitch Berg. Final segment, Jack Tomzak coming up just a moment here. By the way, for those of you who are paying attention, I'm, this is going to be a little planning here, but what the heck. I'm, I, I like to give people plenty of advance notice of these things. This is going to be fun. My band, Elephant in the Room, uh, coming up. Next performance we have officially on the books for right now is, well, we have two back-to-back. New Year's Eve. We're going to be at the Fridley American Legion on Central, just a block north of 73rd, uh, a block east of Highway 65. I, I've been saying that Central Avenue. Apparently, they are different once you get north of 694. But uh, 73rd and Central, just north of 73rd on Central Avenue, which is a block east of Highway 65 on Central Avenue. They're, who knew? They're not the same. Anything west of Lindale might as well be South Dakota to me. That's a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of people there. Guest singers showing up. By the way, you can be one of them. If you got a request, uh, give us a holler. We'd love to let you uh, take a turn at a song. You just have to sing it yourself. At any rate, that's going to be a lot of fun. Next night, New Year's Day, we're going to be at Neeson's in Savage again. We were played there back in September. May have been one of the most off-the-hook gigs we have ever played. We'll be doing it again New Year's Day at Neeson's. So save yourself a little bit of energy and a little bit of party for New Year's Day after New Year's Eve. I'm certainly going to try to. It's going to be two off-the-hook nights for yours truly. At any rate, that's New Year's. But we're going to talk about a different holiday. Of course, it's Easter, Christmas, no, Thanksgiving weekend. And as I just did, I tend to run through the big list of, of the holidays. Obviously, as a, as a Christian uh Easter is the is the greatest religious holiday of the year, uh, the 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 greatest holiday of my faith, the the symbol of our redemption in the eyes of our Lord. Uh, Christmas, of course, is is all about family. Thanksgiving to me is a very personal holiday, and it's just one of those things that 
probably sinks into your head a little more when you're in your 20s than it probably ever could later in life. But I moved down to the Twin Cities in October of 1985. I'd been out of college for, I don't know, five months at that point. Had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Had no idea where I was going to be, where I was going to go. I I moved to the Twin Cities on a drunken whim. Yes, I'd, I'd had a few cocktails at a homecoming. And after about I don't know, lost count at four cocktails, told my uh, classmates who were back for homecoming, telling me about their fun lives and their cool girlfriends and their nifty jobs and the, the lives that they were enjoying. Uh, I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm working construction, but I'm moving to the big city. And two weeks later, I did, because that's when I said I was going to do it. And I did. And it was hard settling in. It didn't, took me a while to find a job. took me a while to, to find a place. took me a, fa- a while to settle in. But I remember as distinctly as can be, as, as distinctly as any Thanksgiving of my adult life, uh, Thanksgiving when I was 22 years old, had been living here for, I don't know, six weeks. And I went out to some friends up in Forest Lake, and I drove back across the old 35W Bridge, the one that collapsed 14 years ago. And I looked at downtown Minneapolis in a bright, incandescent, gorgeous, clear, very chilly night. And for the first time, I felt, I'm at home here. And I spent the rest of that night thinking, okay, it's been a rough couple months. It's been a rough several months since I graduated from college and realized I didn't have a whole lot of prospects in the world. But I have a lot of things I'm thankful for. And feeling at home in this new, weird, crazy, huge place, which Minneapolis was to me at that time, was one of them. And it's not long after that that I got my next job, my first real job after college, happened to be at a radio station, happened to lead me into talk radio, which happened to lead me here. So since it's Thanksgiving weekend, I hope you all had a wonderful get-together with your families last Thursday or, or whenever you do it. I hope you're doing it now, for that matter. But... As Dennis Prager says constantly, gratitude is is one of the most important of life's virtues. And this is when we do it as a culture, when we express our gratitude. Not so much the national public radio people who start whining about holidays about now every year. But there's a lot to be thankful for in these challenging times. When it feels like Western civilization is collapsing around us, there's still a lot to be thankful about. God has blessed us all of us, myself, you, all of us, with an awful lot of things. In my case, health. (laughs) I've seen a lot of my friends who haven't been so lucky, and I'm thankful for that. I'm profoundly thankful for my children, my granddaughter, uh, my step-grandkids, and the, the, the whole dimension they brought to my life, which I would be a much poorer person without. I'm thankful as can be for all my friends, uh, more so every year, as I've lost a few of them, uh, some very dear friends in the last year or so, uh, the ones that are left and the the new ones that I make constantly are more and more important every year. I'm, I'm thankful, more thankful than you can possibly imagine for this soapbox, this two hours a week where I get to stand astride history in this little corner of the radio world and yell, well, not stop so much as shape up already. We've got a country to save, to to borrow a phrase from from Larry Elder. And as part of that show, uh, as part of that blessing that this this show has been to me for almost 14 years now, 
No, almost 18 years now. Holy cow. Since 2004. Uh, in March will be the anniversary, number 18 uh, of, of this broadcast. I'm, I'm thankful for all of you. Each and every last one of you who tunes in for this every week is, is why, why this show is on the air and why it's been on the air for 18 years, which I will have you know is longer than my entire first radio career, which took me to eight different stations in my first go around in this business. I've been at one station for almost 18 years now, which is a blessing in and of itself in this industry. Uh, and, and for that, I'm, I'm profoundly grateful. And I'm profoundly grateful each and, for each and every one of you that has reached out to, to me over this last 17.75 years and said, this show means something to you, that you get something from this show, that you're, you're glad I'm on the air. And it makes me glad I'm on the air as well. And as a part of this show, I am glad that I, we, you, me, all of us, even as we look and see the, the, the catastrophic-looking damage this society has incurred in recent years, I am thankful for the fact that, that God and his almighty wisdom has given us the chance, the people, and the opportunity uh, that is going to take to redeem all of this damage, to bring it all back, to bring it back to something better than it was, perhaps even as impossible that may seem here. Hard as that's going to be, that opportunity is there. He wouldn't have put us here without that opportunity. I firmly believe this, ladies and gentlemen, and you and I are going to be parts of that. Big, small, it matters not. We are all going to be parts of that as we turn this ship around over this next couple of years. And I'm profoundly grateful that I've been put in a place at a time to do my little part for that, along with each and every one of you. Again, people for whom I am so grateful. I don't even have the words. Fortunately, we're at the end of the show. I don't need any more words, but thank you so much for tuning in all of this year. Hope you have a happy, blessed Thanksgiving weekend. Stay tuned. Jack Tomzak is coming up next. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. God bless you all, and God bless America. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do 
something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 612, The Bird. Trust is earned and couldn't be more important when you have a house project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert. Just look at their Google reviews. Early Bird is your go-to resource for home inspections and problem solving. Small projects like adding an outlet and big projects like remodels and rewiring. 612, The Bird. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service and 24-7 emergency service. Mention AM1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612, The Bird. Or visit 612thebird.com. Celebrating two decades on air. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 